Time keeps on leaving and we keep on moving. When do we pass on our wisdom to the youth? My veteran story lost our discussions, fireside chats with a bourbon or two. It's time to hear the stories by military veterans. Get yourself ready. It's the Lost Arts Podcast. The Lost Arts with Andrew Cox. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Lost Art Podcast. That podcast that's given a voice to our veterans. I am your host, Andrew Cox. On today's episode, we have Sergeant Major Retired Mark O'Loughlin on the program, and he's going to tell us his veteran story. Before we get into his veteran story segment, are you enjoying the podcast? Then consider being a TLA patron. That's the Lost Arts patron. It is with donors that we are able to continue recording these podcasts and getting our veteran voices out for all to hear. Just go to the Lost Art website and click on the Become a Patron link. Any donations are appreciated. If you would like to be a guest and tell your story, then email me at thelostartwithandrewcox at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Marine Veteran Sergeant Major Retired Mark O'Loughlin. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Master Guns. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing outstanding. I can't complain at all. I'm excited that you're on the program finally. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to, uh, for you to think of me to uh, get my recording here. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, so uh, we're going to sit here. We'll talk about your, uh, your veteran story, and, I, and we'll start at the beginning. So what, what was it that made you want to join the Marine Corps and uh, kind of walk us through that and then going through boot camp? Okay. I'm from uh, Independence, Iowa. That's uh, uh, in Northeast Iowa. And I grew up on a farm, uh, beef, uh, beef, and then uh, later on a dairy operation. So I was one of, nice. I was the middle child of nine kids. I had three older brothers, an older sister, two younger brothers, and two younger sisters. So, and we're all basically all one year apart. And uh, oh, farming, wow. you know, it's a, it's a farming community. Uh, so the uh, my dad was was not. Uh, um, adamant that we all stay there and uh, stay on the farm. You know, my parents mm -hmm. really instilled go and do what uh, you have a passion to do. And right. my, da my dad was uh, in the 2nd Infantry Division in the Korean War from uh, around June of 1951 to June of 1952. I was always uh, wow. uh, impressed with his, uh, you know, his military career, the, the combat that he did uh he was an infantryman and uh right. so that always intrigued me i think i did book reports in in school high school on it and everything like that so i always knew i wanted to join the marine corps but then i i uh -huh. know i saw the sands of iwo jima with john wayne and i knew oh, that was the great it had it had to be the marine corps that's right yeah, yeah. anything to do with john wayne that's that's good to go in my book <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it old sergeant striker that's right and so um i graduated so in, in 1982 i was 17 still and uh i joined uh you know called the recruiter or uh, got a hold of the recruiter said i was, I was one of those easy numbers for him you know i i called yeah, him up you just walked uh, in and said i want it i want to be a infantryman i want that they had a 2500 uh, bonus uh at that time uh, and wow. I want to go to boot camp so I can be home for Christmas. Okay. So okay. I, you know, I got, I got two out of three. I, I graduated on the 30, <laughs> 30 December of uh, 1982. <laughs> it's Christmas by one week. You were close. <laughs> you were close. I was close. Um, so then I went to, uh, we called it the infantry training school. Then it was just, that was where, mm -hmm. uh, only infantry uh, MOSs went to a school. Now it's called the School of Infantry, where 
everybody goes yeah. there and you're either in the Marine combat training battalion, if you're a non-infantry or the infantry training battalion, if you're uh, infantry MOS. So I went to ITS and then my first duty station for like ugh, 12 or 12 or 14 months was at Marine Barracks, Fallbrook, California. Okay, oh, so, Fallbrook. Very nice. uh, that Fallbrook, that was, I used to be a Marine Barracks. Um, okay. And so first, uh, like I said, 14 months there. And what was great about that duty was all the NCOs that re-enlisted to go there for a duty station, they were all infantrymen. Right. And uh, they, you know, so we not only learned all the guard security type duties there, um, these NCOs taught us infantry stuff because they knew we were all going to the infantry. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So after. And, and how long were you there at uh, Fallbrook? I think maybe, maybe 14 months, I think. Okay. And then um, got transferred to the 3rd Battalion, 9th Marines. Um, okay. Uh, India Company. Nice. <clears throat> and uh, that's when. Uh, three nine was part of the seventh Marine regiment and the seventh Marine regiment was stationed at, uh, San Mateo, California before they all moved okay. before the seventh Marine regiment moved out to the desert at 29 Palms. It used right. to be a camp penalty. Yeah, yeah. So, so the first Marines were at Horno, the fifth Marines were at, uh, Margarita and the seventh Marines were at San Mateo. And then when the seventh Marines moved to the desert, then fifth Marines moved up to San Mateo. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. So, you know, I did, uh, we did all the workup training for the deployment, uh, went on deployment, flew to Okinawa, then, you know, flew to the Philippines and then flew back to Okinawa, flew to Korea for, um, uh, actually, no, then we flew to, uh, Japan for Mount Fuji, did training at Mount Fuji okay. for a month. And then we flew to Korea for team spirit. Um, that was what team spirit 85 oh, and, wow. and then, uh, flew back to Okinawa and then eventually flew back to, uh, camp Pendleton. And so uh, on, on that deployment, what were some things that, uh, you remember that were kind of memorable, uh, uh, and then good things that you learned while you were there? Well, what was so good? Like I joined in, in 82, so mm -hmm. there was still active duty Korean war veterans on, oh, wow. on in the Marine Corps. And then just, uh, and then so many Vietnam veterans. So I was really right. lucky that we were being trained by, by uh, Vietnam veterans. And mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, we learned really, you know, detailed patrolling, uh, offensive operations, defensive operations. Uh, so, it, wow. and, just the, there was, seemed to be way back then, uh, so much of an emphasis on hiking. I mean, it was hump, hump, mm -hmm. hump, and hump. You know, we're at, uh, we're at, <laughs> we're at Mount Fuji and, uh, breaking snow. You got your, uh, snowshoes on and you're breaking trail for someone and everyone else is behind you. Right. Hike and just hike, just move, you know, shoot, move and communicate. Yeah. You had to be able to do it. You know, it was move up. Right, and yeah. so. It's kind of like we we're fighting the last wars, you know, training to fight the last wars, you know, move all day, dig in at night, get up and move again and uh, attack right, where yeah. we needed to. So I had to, it was, cool. that's really, um, as a young Marine, uh, going to other countries and, and getting different mm -hmm. cultures, but still everywhere you go, you train. And, and even we trained with the, uh, the Royal, uh, Republic of Korea Marines in Korea. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, so it was just uh, such a great experience, you know, first, mm -hmm. you know, first uh, few years in the Marine Corps to do all that. Yeah. So um, you were a rifleman? Right? I was a rifleman. I was a rifleman. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. And then, uh, then then I got promoted uh, to corporal and then eventually sergeant. And, uh, you know, so that may become a squad leader, you know, team leaders, a corporal okay. and then a squad leaders, a sergeant and was that um, on that deployment yes it was that all that happened yeah oh yes. wow well no I, I i got promoted to uh corporal before the deployment and then sergeant on the okay. deployment got you okay very cool yeah. so you got some good leadership experience there as well 
I did. I did. I, I was tra- like I said. I I feel I was trained by some extremely efficient, um, like I said, combat veterans, which makes it even better. Yeah, and they've got real world experience. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Now, once you uh, came back off that deployment, uh, where'd you go then? Well, by uh, we got the back from that deployment in May of '85, and in December of '85, I re-enlisted in the Marine Corps and uh for six years and then I, I took the option for drill instructor and oh, okay yeah i didn't want you know i don't want to be a recruiter and they so i signed up for drill instructor right away <laughs> yeah yeah no i get and, that <laughs> and so i was gonna I, I was gonna go on uh the next deployment you know in with three three nine but uh right i had the opportunity to uh you know go to a class earlier so in May of 86, I went to a drill instructor school at, M- at MCRD San Diego. Okay. Very nice. Now, um, what was it that made you want to re-enlist? Uh, let's see. I, I was having a lot of fun. I mean, every, it was just, it was, the Marine Corps was so challenging. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it was, uh, at that time, the, during the Reagan administration, they were rebuilding the military. So they were like starting to get new equipment in and their pay was getting better. And uh, just, you know, the camaraderie and the example setting of those leaders, of my leaders, you know, I wanted to be like them and I couldn't be like them if I got out. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Plus, again, during the... Plus, with uh, during the Reagan administration, they were they were still giving out. They were starting to give out reenlistment bonuses too. <laughs> so I got a little bonus. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. That's for sure. Um, okay. So you uh, end up at DI school. So talk a little bit about DI school. Was that kind of a, a shock to the system, or so or were you back then? Oh, oh no. I I had uh, I'd taken a month of leave beforehand, and I like I said, I've had mm-hmm. leaders all kinds of leaders that were drill instructors and they gave us, you know, they gave us uh, plenty of, uh, uh, of instruction on how to prepare for it. And it was run, run, right. run, run. Okay. I mean, uh, pull ups, <laughs> you know, pull up, sit ups and run, pull up, sit ups and run. Yeah. And, uh, and I, we did it, you know, I, uh, there's me and another Marine that were going about the same time. So we were just, doing that at all times and back then hmm. drill instructor school was only a eight-week program and oh wow during that eight weeks uh, you ran over 100 miles uh, in in organized pt because you got at the end of di school you've got a 100 mile certificate because the scheduled no runs the scheduled runs in di school in an eight week period was a hundred over 100 miles it was, That's and insane. you know, if you, if, if people weren't, I mean, the majority of the, the, the P, PFT scores were, the run times were just awesome. I mean, were, the average run times for the class would, was extremely, you know, it was like in the 18s or, or 19s. Oh my gosh. But you know, and yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. And it was a place to challenge yourself because I hadn't run a 300 PFT until I got to DI school. Oh, so, no kidding. That was great. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't running that many miles. I'm, I'm sure that helped quite a bit. So it did. And it was, it was in the hike. Then uh, there was also the hiking up at uh, Camp Pendleton because you went up there and did a like four or five day uh, field, right. e- you know, event with all those hikes. Right. Yeah. So uh, was yeah. DI school, although it was eight weeks, was it kind of similar to how it's ran now or uh, was it, it is a little different? It is, but the the sense of uh, with the eight week program, of course, because you're learning the same amount of stuff. The sense of urgency yeah. is a little stronger when an eight week program when you're because you remember uh, mm-hmm. studying the or the the drill manual and doing all those teachbacks. Right, yeah. You know, it just that's right. And there's just there's just no twelve weeks. You got a little more time to to get them done, but not in an eight week program. You're you're cramming. And cramming hard oh yeah i imagine so that's pretty wild 
So eight eight weeks, and then at that point, where did you end up? What uh, battalion and company? So I, I was with a Delta Company in First Battalion. Okay. And I Got did uh, seven. Um, let's see, six six platoons as a Green Belt drill instructor, and then uh, two as a senior drill instructor. But on uh, okay. And so the you know learning the. Uh, and back then I was what, uh, you know, 23, 24 years old, learning, going from a drill instructor to the senior drill instructor was a little, that was a big, uh, you know, mental shift for me to be, uh, show a little more oh, yeah. uh, understanding and, uh, and compassion. But also mm -hmm. it, uh, uh, it, you know, it made you think, it made you uh, adjust your leadership style, which in which is, oh, yeah. is needed. Uh, mm -hmm. So then uh, I had a little uh, uh, little hiccup with the standard operating procedure. And so I uh, <laughs> got in a little trouble with uh, the battalion and, uh, yeah. and was transferred, well, transferred out early, um, actually before I finished that second uh, platoon as a senior drill instructor. Okay. And so then I got uh, transferred to a third battalion, first Marines, a okay. Lima company. And that's when the, the MUSOC, the Marine Expeditionary Unit Special Operations Capable, uh, a, a few years earlier, that, uh, uh, that uh, the MUSE, the Marine Expeditionary Units, uh, right. were pretty much assigned to the, at, in the 1st Marine Division, pretty much assigned to the 1st Marine Regiment. So at that time, okay. it was 1 1, 2 1. 3-1, and 1st uh, Battalion, 9th Marines. So 1st Battalion, 1st okay. Marines, 2nd Battalion, 1st Marines, 3rd Battalion, 1st Marines, and 1st Battalion, 9th Marines. And there's a rotation right. system. It's about 18, it's about six-month deployment, 18 uh, months back and as you're okay. reworking. So we went to, uh, yeah. we went on a MUSOC deployment, and that, I just, that training was just so great. Uh, Cross-trained as far as the, uh, uh, Helicopters, amphibious tractors, the the raiding boats. Uh, so we got a good oh, wow. uh, training, all all around training there, and it was still hike, 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 hump, 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 PT, <laughs> run, run, run on the on your if you're not if you're not hiking, you're running, and yeah. so it was still just a such a great challenge. So we did that deployment. Was that the same? Sorry, was that the same deployment to Oki? Same time. No, of so this different. It was, it was a little more, this one was a little more intense as far as different uh, right. with uh, the Okinawa deployment. It was basically, you know, when you're at Okinawa, you're in the jungle, you're doing patrols, mm -hmm. attacks, and uh, defenses. Uh, we're in, uh, we're in the uh, second, the next deployment in the first Marines, when I went to third battalion, first Marines, mm -hmm. we started doing the raids more of, you know, uh, uh, okay. patrolling and raiding. Uh, with the different, well, like I said, with the different um, elements of insert, whether it's a helicopter, the amphibious tractor, right. or the uh, the rubber raiding boat. Okay, very cool. So, and at this point, you're a sergeant still. I'm a sergeant, and uh, okay, yep, sergeant on that deployment. And then uh, we came back from that deployment. We started another workup, and that was the uh, August of 1990 when uh, Saddam okay. Hussein. Uh, decided to uh, get crazy, crazier, yeah. I guess. And then, uh, so it <laughs> yeah. led to Desert Shield, Desert Storm. Mm -hmm. So we were still, uh, uh, we were with the 5th Marine Expeditionary Brigade. And uh, okay. so we were uh, then, so we did Desert Storm, Desert Shield. We know we were, like I said, taking the ships mm -hmm. over and we were off the coast. We were doing those faint landings and, uh, being right. that pressure out there for uh, Saddam to see all the ships getting ready. And then, uh, so then after the, the start of desert storm, then, uh, mm -hmm. when they punch through the punch through the, uh, minefields, then are we landed mm -hmm. in our landing craft and as the, and, uh, went inward, went in, got to the, uh, uh, all Wafra forest and uh, okay. did some uh, we did uh, some 
operations. We did operations there, clearing that out so that there wasn't any, you know, because when we started Desert Shield, you know, all the Iraqis just headed back north or retreating right. fast. Mm-hmm. Well, we, so we were searching in the uh, Wafer Forest for, uh, uh, you know, holdouts. Some of them that didn't get the word that they should have left. <laughs> and so, right, yeah. We, we, we found, a, we found some of them, like I said, they didn't get the word. So they started firing at us and that was a yeah. very deadly mistake for them. And <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's where I first uh, experienced uh, combat was in, uh, was in desert storm. Okay. You were and, a squad uh, leader at this point or I was a platoon guide at that time. Okay. I was a platoon guide and, uh, very cool. Yep. Wow. So that was, and then how, that was a good experience there. You were saying that your first that was your first experience at uh in combat. In combat. Mm-hmm. And getting uh, fire, uh shot yeah. at so, and uh, reacting under fire. And right. it's how, it's really how did where that, work that for you like in your mind. Well, the, that's where the training just kicked in and the good examples we had from uh from the our leaders in the past. You know, it's right. uh, you get taught it and then you train again and again and again, repetition, repetition, repetition. And mm-hmm. uh, so there's ways to do things. And, and then you'll always have a plan. But uh, they always say that uh, the best laid plans goes out when the first round uh, strikes. And sometimes that's right, true. Yeah. And a lot of times that's true. But uh, Marines know how to you know, improvise, overcome, and adapt. So whatever mm-hmm. situation you're in, you get, uh, you know, you get those new set of circumstances and you uh, make a right. make a quick plan in your head and you do the proper uh, reaction to it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's one of the great things about the Marine Corps is is how we train to that and uh, to always be ready, be prepared. And, tr- you know, you do it over and over and over. So it's ingrained in you and it becomes second nature. So is when something happens, you're just reacting in a natural state at that. Point. Correct. Correct. You're just, uh, just, you're just stepping into it, you know, not, um, your yeah. training kicks, like I said, your training kicks in. That's why it's the training is so important and the, and the leadership mm-hmm. and the discipline and, uh, the example setting. Um, right. Yeah, that's very good. Um, and then how long were you, uh, over there in country that time? So we were from the time that it, uh, uh, that we left San Diego and then got back. It was, it was a little under nine months, a little under nine oh, months. Wow. Okay. Yep. But there was other wow. people that were over there longer, that. you know? Oh yeah. So yeah, there was some that, uh, you know, like the first Marines that got sent over there were sent over there in August, end of August. And they didn't get oh, back wow. till, you know, they didn't get back till what, March, April timeframe. Yeah. Holy cow. I, yeah, I had no idea it was that long. Uh, they were over there that long. Yep. Because, you know, we just, we had to get all the forces over there. They're, you know, President Bush at that time was, uh, the Bush, the senior, was building the mm-hmm. coalition, you know, the UN coalition. Right, so it wasn't yeah. just uh, America against Iraq. Right. So it took time to build up all the forces, get everybody in place. And uh, mm-hmm. legit, you know, logistics is important so, so that everyone could get oh, yeah. resupplied with everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say that's pretty important. <laughs> oh, to- totally, um, totally. So, um, w- what were some uh, lessons learned for you uh, on that deployment? Was there anything that uh, comes to your mind for that? Well, the buildup uh, is communication is just cannot be overstated because, mm-hmm. like I said, there was uh, we had we had some Marines like our first sergeant has was a Vietnam veteran. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, my platoon sergeant and then other platoon sergeants in the company, a couple others, they were Beirut veterans. They had been in, oh, uh, wow. okay. they were, they had been in Beirut in combat. Mm-hmm. So they had some, you know, they had combat experience. So on the way over aboard ship, and then even when I'd imagine with those, those Marines that were there already, there's so much right. unknown. That's one thing about combat is the unknown. And that's where fear comes mm-hmm. in is fear of the, you, you yeah. know, that apprehension of the unknown. So the more your leaders can communicate and, you know, 
give you an idea of of uh what's going to go on and uh mm-hmm. that and that's one thing about marine corps i mean we know we have we have uh competent leaders we have well-trained competent leaders Absolutely. as a um mm-hmm. you know so that community yeah. like i said the communication and then getting to know your people because you got to have a cohesive unit you got to have a cohesive Absolutely, unit yeah. while you're going in there and that takes uh some good leadership and uh mm-hmm. uh built bringing everybody together training as a team shared hardships uh, all right. the stuff that builds camaraderie and, and cohesion right ah that's awesome uh all right so you you get back um what was the homecoming like for you uh, as you got back i remember <clears throat> being ticker tape parades and things like that uh were you involved in anything like that well no because uh when the the war you know like I said when all the hostilities were you know claimed to be over and they started getting mm-hmm. everybody back um we were a battalion within the marine expeditionary brigade so we became the marine expeditionary unit and we stayed over <laughs> over in the persian gulf <laughs> okay <laughs> until like until so you like didn't, you uh, didn't get to see any of that I didn't get the ticker tape. I saw them on uh, TV sometimes or in the, in the stars and stripes yeah. newspaper, but uh, we didn't get back till uh, August till uh, like the end of August. Okay. All right. Yeah. Wow. But you know, we, our families gave us a great homecoming and everything like that. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so you get back, did you stay in the unit or did you go somewhere else at that point? No, I, I stayed in the unit. I stayed in the unit because okay. uh, so for, Right after Desert Storm, uh, George Bush Senior, uh, mm-hmm. he starts implementing this reduction in forces, right? Okay. And and so the Marine Corps is going to drop down to certain amount of numbers, and so when when that happens, you know they don't need as many, uh, uh, you know, ranks, you know, higher ranks. Uh, because right. you know the, the 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 rank structure is like a pyramid. You know, there's there's less right. yeah. sergeant majors than there is sergeants. So, uh, right. So there's with the downsizing, uh, the time in grade and time in service uh, requirements go way up. You know, for like an right. um, a marine sergeant to get selected for staff sergeant, it was like six years, six you know over six years. Oh wow. And, oh yeah, it's it was, it was, <laughs> it was crazy, wild. and there was uh, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who had to get out. I almost had to get out. They, Marine Corps gave yeah. me a chance to go past service limitations, and uh, nice. Uh, so I did I did that other deployment, I did that next deployment mm-hmm. with uh, a three one. We just once again we flew to Okinawa, but yeah. then we got on ships as the uh, as a Mew over in the uh, the okay. over in the third Marine Division area of responsibility. We were on the 31st MUSOC. Uh, so I, okay. and that was another great deployment. Uh, it was in, around the South Pacific, you know, so we, on all, on these deployments, we, uh, ships usually get to go to more places than, you know, if you fly, just fly over. So, you know, I've been all over right. the Pacific, you know, Singapore, Hong Kong, Thailand, Philippines, Guam, Saipan, uh, Australia, uh, just nice. you know, so many great uh, great places where there's, but of course we go there. And most places you go train first, and then you get some liberty. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so we got got to do some more. Uh, like I said, Korea. We did some more. Uh, went to Korea. Went to Hong Kong again. Uh, uh, just wow. so we had a had a good time on that deployment. I was actually the sergeant platoon sergeant. Uh, nice. And okay. then, and then uh, about shoot two months into the deployment uh the company gunny uh gets some type of uh illness and my platoon commander was a gunny uh so mm-hmm. my company my platoon sergeant or my platoon commander became the uh, company gunny and i became the platoon commander for the rest of that deployment so i was oh, pretty wow. blessed to be a, a an e5 sergeant sergeant of the marine corps as mm-hmm. a platoon commander and so that was yeah, some awesome. good experience. That was some good experience for me. Really good. Uh-huh. You know, it's uh, once again, learning, uh, you know, using all those, all those things you learned 
as a squad leader, a platoon sergeant. Now you have to step it up yeah. a little to uh, to take over as the as the uh, platoon commander. So I I did that deployment. Seeing a, seeing a bigger picture of it. Seeing the bigger picture. Yep. Yeah. So we did that uh, that deployment. Came back from that deployment, and uh, I still, you know, like I said, it was uh, the time and grade for a sergeant to be a staff sergeant was. I kept chasing it, you know, it was like, it'd be six years. And then as soon as it, I get to close to six years, oh, they add another half year. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, so I had, uh, shoot, I had a lot of, had, what was it? Um, I had over seven years time in grade as a, as a sergeant uh, before I got selected for staff. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. Wow. It was crazy. And, uh, but so, uh, after that deployment, uh, to Okinawa that with the 31st MUSAC, mm -hmm. I got, uh, orders since I was close to my, I was close to my, uh, EAS mm -hmm. and, uh, cause I had reenlisted for six years. So I'm close to my EAS. Right. And so they can't give me permanent changes. You know, I can't get a PCS orders. Uh, right. so they called it a permanent change of assignment and just sent me right down the road to the school of infantry to be an instructor there. Oh, and okay. so, yeah, so which was, uh, so I was down there. Um, first I'm a troop handler in one of the companies and mm -hmm. then, uh, I go over to the instructor. I get selected to be one of the instructors. Uh, so I get over there, you know, and that's, that's where anywhere, anytime you're teaching, you're getting more efficient at your, at your craft. And so, right, you know, yeah. I was, I was teaching, uh, you know, the weapon systems, explosives, uh -huh. patrolling, uh, offensive, uh, defensive operations, uh, all, right. like I said, all the weapon systems and you get to cross, cross train too, because as a, as an infantry staff, non-commissioned officer, you have to know all the weapons. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, from from the, all the company level weapons of the M16s, the M203s, the saws, the 203s. Right. Um, now you got machine guns. While you were there. Yes. So uh, you got yeah. machine guns. You got 50 caliber machine guns, Mark 19 machine mm -hmm. guns. Uh, and so, yeah, had a really good, good uh, um, duty there and learned so much and really just really um, reinforced in my in my knowledge base all these things you know so right. it's you just get become mm -hmm. a better and better uh staff and so i get selected for staff sergeant yeah. boom and right after the basically right after the notice that the uh promotion board was out uh i got orders mm -hmm. back to uh, first marines and this time i went to a first uh first battalion first marines okay. so uh i was uh over there uh as a staff sergeant, uh, started off as the platoon commander, and then uh, oh, when wow. a lieutenant, okay. then when a lieutenant came in, I, then I was, became a platoon sergeant. Mm -hmm. Then, as a, a, about halfway through the deployment, once again, there's some type of a mix up with the company gunny. So the weapons platoon sergeant becomes the company gunny, and I become the weapons platoon sergeant. And so okay. we finished out that uh, finished out that deployment. Uh, we went over to the Persian Gulf. Uh, we were enforcing the UN, you know, as a Marine Expeditionary Unit. We're over there as mm -hmm. part of the forces that are enforcing the UN sanctions against uh, Saddam Hussein. Because this was in like right, 97, yeah. I think 96, 97, 97, uh, okay. so 97 and 98. So I come back from, from that deployment and I had the opportunity to, to cross deck over to 2-1, 2nd Battalion, 1st Marines. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so I was able to cross deck. I went over to them and went on another deployment with them. So I started, once again, I started okay. off as, uh, as the, uh, uh, weapons platoon sergeant and, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, then we got this influx of, uh, more staff NCOs and <laughs> we got a gunny in. So he became the, uh, uh, platoon weapons platoon sergeant. I became the machine gun section leader. So. Okay. Yeah, not a, not a demotion, but uh, just different billet. Still a uh, yeah. You know, sorry, billet. So, but it was good. Uh, yeah. Then I then I got even more efficient with the machine gun, and I was able to teach uh, those machine gunners, 
you know, things that I knew that uh, they might not have since I was on the instructor right. side of the house. Absolutely. Yeah. So then, um, that much better. Yep. So we basically did the same deployment over back over to the Persian Gulf. Um, mm-hmm. Same, like I said, same uh, time frame, same uh, uh, place that we went to. And um, actually, when we went to Australia, this was a great thing about going to Australia. We went to a, a Mackay, Australia, and mm-hmm. we we were um, our commanding officer present or no, the ship's commanding officer presented a Silver Star medal to an Australian who had earned it <clears throat> working with the Americans during the Vietnam War. No kidding. And so this was in 1999, and we're, uh, mm-hmm. and we're, we're uh, given, presenting this, this uh, man his uh, Silver Star Medal. Wow. That was, you do a, par- was... a parade and everything for it? Or? No, we just had a, a uh, they had a, big reception a ceremony and reception on the ship on the navy ship that we're on gotcha wow that's really cool yeah that's that's another good thing about the marine corps traditions and and making sure that we uh we do those types of things and it is it is it's great it is and let's see after that uh came back i re-enlisted uh came back Mm -hmm. down to the uh to the drill field, uh, MCRD San Diego. How, how many years in do you have at this point? Oh, let's see. I came back at the end of 99. So I had 17 years in already, 18, 18 years in. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, no, yeah. End of 99, 82. So yeah, 17. I had 17 years in when I went through DI school for the second time. And now, was this it's a 12 week program now week? yeah so now it's okay. the 12 week program yeah, yeah. and and they have what's the they have now they have the crucible and so all oh, okay. yeah all <laughs> all drill instructor students have to go through the crucible and, that's right uh, yeah yeah so that was uh <laughs> you know it when it's ran properly and it's ran according to the schedule it is it's a tough uh it's a tough evolution. Oh yeah, it's a tough. It wasn't you know the toughest. Yeah. It's, it wasn't the toughest thing I ever done, but it was, uh, like I said, it was tough for, uh, um, yeah, you know, especially someone my age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Woo. that's very true. But yep, having like be a rough go for sure. It, it was. Yep, <laughs> and so then I went to uh, India Company, Third uh, Battalion, and. I was a uh, green belt drill instructor for one cycle and then uh, a senior drill instructor for three cycles. And okay. then I went to uh, uh, over to drill instructor school as an instructor. Oh, wow. Okay. And at Very that, nice. right around that same transition time when I was, like I said, uh, I went up for the board uh, for a meritorious gunner sergeant. I was promoted to meritorious gunner sergeant um, uh, when I was Very over nice. at DI school. Okay. And uh, so I did my uh, did my time there at drill instructor school. Trans- and the war kicked off in the you know 2003, and so mm-hmm. I received orders to uh, first battalion first marines, and mm-hmm. I was the company. I was the senior gunnery sergeant in the battalion, so I was the company gunnery sergeant for headquarters and service battalion. All my previous de- all my previous uh, deployments and time in the infantry, I was always in a rifle company. And so, right. you know, that's, that's what I knew really well. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, you know, I tried to convince the Sergeant Major and the battalion commander that, that I should be a company gunning one of the rifle platoon, or companies, but they didn't yeah. see it that way. And so I was a uh, headquarters and service uh, company, uh, company gunning, working with yeah. all the different entities in a, in a battalion, you know, the S1s, S2, S3, S4. Yeah. Um, the corpsman, the, uh, the forward air control. Yeah. <laughs> <I was a, laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, so, but it was probably uh, one of the, the best things that could I could have done because I got, once again, I got to have a, a better, more uh, overall look at the whole battalion and how the battalion runs. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. 
You know, instead of just being like when you're in a rifle company and the ammo doesn't show up at the range on time, you're cussing out S4, you know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But when you're the company gunny that that S4 falls under, you know, you don't want those complaints uh -huh. coming in. So, you know, you uh, yeah. try to make sure that you're that enough uh, enough good uh, uh, preparation goes in where they're out there on time and everything. Yeah. Um, yep. So now, did you that was it. with uh, we did. We went over well. to uh, okay. yes. So uh, we went over to uh, uh, Iraq. We were part of uh, the thirteenth Mew. Uh, so we okay. went into Iraq. <clears throat> we were down in the Alpha or down in the uh, Alpha Peninsula, uh, mm -hmm. down by uh, down by Basra, down in that area. About, okay. So in that deployment. Uh, we're mainly dealing with uh, like terrorists, uh, drug, uh, drug, you know, smugglers, and right. strange enough, oil smugglers. So in the, in the Persian really? Gulf, so in the Persian Gulf, they'd take these boats and they'd go find a, a pipeline, oil pipeline. Uh -huh. They'd uh, knock a hole in it, fill up their boat with uh, oil, take it out into the Persian Gulf, and go sell it. <laughs> no so, kidding! Wow! Right. So uh, there, there That's were some, uh, yeah, yeah, there were some uh, hardcore terrorists still down there hiding, you know, civilian clothes type things that we had to yeah. do some dealings with. And uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that was a, another, another experience there. And once again, with uh, the leadership that I had learned all that time in being uh, at, uh, in rifle companies, uh, really helped as the company gunny making sure the uh the marines that are not infantry marines we still had to do patrols and checkpoints and yeah. uh you know clearing operations stuff like that so i was able to use a lot of my you know knowledge uh to help mm -hmm. uh train them and get them ready yeah absolutely yeah that's really cool and then how long were you uh deployed with uh that time uh, we were gone a little over six months. Uh, seven, yeah, a little over six months, I think. Okay. And so, and at this and, point, this is your what, like seventh deployment? Uh, no, oh, that man. was uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, you're right. It was seventh deployment. Yeah, I counted right. Yep. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so we get uh, and like I said, I'm I'm a gunny, and by this time, I've got 22 years in the Marine Corps, and that's service limitations for gunnery sergeants. And yeah. I wasn't in zone. Um, or no, I I hadn't been I hadn't been looked at for promotion. So okay. Um, uh, somehow they were they enabled promotion for to first sergeant or master sergeant. I chose first. Yeah, I chose first sergeant. I wanted to be a first sergeant because I wanted okay. to be a sergeant major. Uh, but yeah. uh, so, but I wasn't. In, you know, I'd never been looked at. However, my 22 mm -hmm. years is coming up in October of, of uh, uh, 2004. And mm -hmm. uh, it was, I went on, I had to go on terminal leave. I went on a terminal leave uh, because, oh, no right, because at first they denied me uh, to be extended to be looked at for promotion. Right. Because the promotion, oh, you know, yeah. board went in, went in in October and, and released before, uh, you know, at the end of, or that first part of November. Uh, yeah. But they, you know, they initially denied me. And so mm -hmm. after, uh, you know, talking to enough people and, and requesting, requesting, putting in request after request, they allowed me to uh, be extended just until the end of the promotion board. So I was still on terminal leave when the, uh, when the promotion board let out and I was uh, selected for first sergeant. So it was wow. like, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and uh, where were you at on terminal leave? I was at, at my house. Or? I was at my house. I was working. I was doing, <laughs> I was doing real estate investing and uh, you know, like, <laughs> and so I was working. Uh, yeah. Oh and what's so funny was uh, when the, the list came out and the uh, first Marine division uh, is still over in Iraq. Third battalion, first Marines mm -hmm. is still in Iraq. Uh, 
the uh, Sergeant Major from 3-1, Sergeant Major Ed Sachs, he calls me up at home. He says, hey, you're on the list. And I told the Defense Sergeant Major that, uh, uh, you know, I want you in the battalion. Da, da, da. And he said, make it happen. And I go, well, just I'm not going to get in a fight between Sergeant Majors, but the 2nd Battalion, 1st Marine Sergeant Major asked me if I wanted to come over there. <laughs> He goes, what? The, div the division star major's here, so you're coming to three one. <laughs> nice, okay. Yeah, and so I said, okay, I'll uh, get me the information to uh, fly over there. Uh, I'll pack. I got my stuff all ready, to, all ready to go. He goes, no, no, no. Yeah, we're almost done with deployment. I need you to go over to three one and and uh, help round up all the Marines we sent back because of. Uh, injuries and the ones we left behind and everything like that and so i got over there helped the uh the remain behind staff nco that was there i helped him round them all up and, yeah. and uh and get them uh get all the roster you know make sure we could meet up match a face to a roster mm -hmm. and then the yeah. three one the three one came back um I was assigned to Lima Company as the first sergeant, the same company that I went okay. to Desert Storm with. So I was, yeah. I was really proud of that. And so we did our workup. We flew into Iraq. Uh, we were stationed out of the uh, Haditha Dam. And mm -hmm. so we did uh, combat operations there to retake the city of uh, Haditha. And then after mm -hmm. we pretty much cleared uh, Haditha out, then over there, it's called the Haditha Triad. There's three. There's mm -hmm. Haditha and Haklania on one side of the Euphrates River, and then the city of Barwana on the other side of the Euphrates River. So after we right. cleared Haditha, then uh, the rifle companies uh, were given uh, responsibility of the different cities. So uh, my company was over in Barwana. And so we, uh, okay. we spent the time over there. First, it was... Uh, a lot of active uh, combat operation. We first got there, but uh, after it settled down, then it was uh, we were working with the uh, the sheikhs and the city council to make sure that nothing was going on in their city and uh, everything like that. So it was a, you know that sustainability operations. We helped uh, get the uh, elections. You know, we helped okay. get the elections uh, started there and uh, uh, helped mm -hmm. them you know, executing a successful election. And uh, um, I was... Uh, that was the I first was... election that they had, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. And so it just goes to show, I mean, they were, those people were so proud, especially the women were proud that they, uh, you know, had their purple finger because they had to dip their thumb That's into right. this yeah. purple dye so that it was one person, one vote. And just yeah. amazing how uh, after being... Um, you know, terrorized and, and uh, by Hussein Hussein for all those years, how proud they were to be able to vote. Very, yeah. uh, very good experience. Yeah. Wow. So and we came back. To, awesome. yeah. that's, that's like life changing for those people. And, and I'm, I'm sure for, for you and your Marines, I'm, I'm sure you're looking at it and you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm part of this. And they, Correct. You know, we helped them out with this. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And then, uh, you know, the kids were able to go back to school, especially the little girls were able to go mm -hmm. back to school. Uh, so yeah, it's, yeah. It's things, things we take for granted here in this country. Uh, Absolutely. It's things they don't take for granted. Mm -hmm. wow. So we got back from, uh, so, uh, got, got back from that deployment yeah. and uh, we went right back on uh, deployment. We, we were a MUSOC again. But the uh, Sergeant Major had uh, reassigned me to uh, the weapons company. So I was the weapons company for Sergeant, which was, uh, once again, first time I was in a heavy weapons company. Uh, but uh, it was great to learn. And, you know, I, once again, I thank, thankfully I had a lot of that uh, experience at the School of Infantry on learning all the weapons systems. So I knew the 50 Cal and Mark 19. Um, I right. knew the basics of uh, the, uh, the mortars and and the uh, uh, anti-tank weapons. So I was able to, you know, get taught. So I was able to be taught how to do uh, more stuff with say the mortars. Um, I got refreshed on the machine guns and, uh, and uh, wow. learned more about those anti-tank weapons. And yeah. so that was, once again, it was a, it was a great experience. And 
by that with a heavy weapons company there it's all vehicle mounted so mm-hmm. um once again the headquarters and surface company gunny working with convoys of uh vehicles helped me out there also to yeah. it makes you yeah. know so i knew the whole situation and everything and yeah uh, had a great uh you know had a great time uh on that deployment, uh, the the battalion just did some remarkable things, uh, and our company, the weapons company, did some spectacular things too with uh, finding. You know, we're mobile, so we're moving all over, mm-hmm. going everywhere, and so we were finding yeah. uh, uh, weapons caches. We were finding. Uh, oh wow! Uh, you know, they make their homemade explosives over there out of fertilizer mm-hmm. and stuff. We found so many yeah. factories like that. We found in uh, a vehicle IED uh, uh, manufacturing where they, you know, where they pack the vehicles with yeah. uh, ammo and uh, yeah. everything. Yeah. So we were, uh, like I said, our, the battalion did a phenomenal things over there and, uh, and so did our company. Wow. That's awesome. Then on my way, on the way back on the deployment, on the, on the, uh, the ship ride back, you know, on our way back to the United States, mm-hmm. the uh, promotion uh, board let out, and lo and behold, I was uh, selected for sergeant major. <laughs> Holy moly! <laughs> I thought for oh, sure on, I'd like get time frame from first sergeant to uh, sergeant major. What was that timeline? Like two years. Two years. Wow. Two years okay. to get selected, that, and a... then yeah, it was that was quick. It was two years to get selected, and then. Yeah. I had a, a really, really high number, so it took another like ten months to get promoted. So yeah, <laughs> but I by that time, that it took me the entire year to get promoted to master guns. Right, I, but uh, was, yeah, it took a hot minute. Yeah, by that time though, I, I was had I was pushing like twenty six, twenty five years in the Marine Corps. Yeah. So. Hmm. And got uh, so, they. I had such a high number. Uh, but I didn't have enough time to deploy again with three one, um, mm-hmm. and the sergeant major wasn't going to retire, so he was going to do another deployment. So I couldn't, right. you know, be frocked and step in as the battalion sergeant major like I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, they uh, I got orders back to uh, MCRD San Diego. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and listening to Sergeant Major Marco Lachlan's veteran story. Tune in next time for part two. Stay motivated. Change your socks.